This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 491 with Laura Cheadle. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 491. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Best Fiends. With over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must-play game. You can download Best Fiends for free in the Apple App Store or on Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends, F-I-E-N-D-S. Mamas, before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by my very own upcoming gratitude challenge. So we're running a gratitude challenge right here in the Shameless Mom Academy. It is a five-day challenge that starts Monday, November 16th. It is completely free. And here's the thing, you need to be there because who does not need a little more gratitude and abundance in their life right now? So my team and I have been putting together this totally free challenge for you with a few things in mind. We know that you might need some support adopting an abundance mindset right now. We know that you might want to be able to create some more joy. We know that you might want to get reconnected in some of your most meaningful relationships that have probably suffered in quarantine, let's be honest. You might want to be opening yourself up to optimism. You maybe have noticed that you've shifted from like a glass half full kind of person to a glass half empty kind of person because the weight of the world is on your shoulders. You might want to shift that. And 
you might want to better protect your energy. So if you are like raising your hand saying, yes, 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 I need all that, then join me for the Shameless Mom Academy Gratitude Challenge. Like I said, it's totally free. Every day you're going to get goodies in your inbox. I'm also going to show up on Facebook Live. We're going to have some fun printables for you so you can be engaged every single day talking about gratitude and abundance and really shifting your mindset into a place that can allow you to create space for goodness and for joy and for things that light you up even when things are hard and will also allow you to really dig deep and find some of the gifts that are in your life that you're having a hard time seeing right now. It's hard to see things as bright as they might be trying to shine right now because so many things are big and hard and heavy and we're going to help you work around that. So to join us for free, go to shamelessmom.com gratitude and you can join us for the free five-day challenge. That's shamelessmom.com gratitude. Laura Cheadle is a transformational thought leader and media personality who empowers women to let go of judgment, overcome the need to please, express themselves fully, and find uninhibited success and joy every day. Using the five steps of flaunt, she encourages others to take the lead in the dance of life despite any external circumstances. She is the author of the best-selling book, Flaunt, Drop Your Cover and Reveal Your Smart, Sexy, and Spiritual Self. I loved this conversation with Laura. So Laura came to me through a friend recommendation, a friend connection via Alexia Vernon. So shout out to my friend Lex. And oh my goodness, what a great conversation this was. And I just loved listening to Laura and learning from her. She has beautiful magnetic energy and hearing her deeply personal story was so touching and moving. I know you are going to really appreciate the lessons that she shares, but also really appreciate her vulnerability. So listen in to hear Laura share the gifts of exposure in our world right now. I mean, this episode is going live the day after election day. So I'm recording it before then, by the way. So I don't know where things are going to be, what the state of the world will be while you're listening to this. But holy cow, the gifts of exposure in our world right now is where we dive in. From there, Laura talks about the five steps of flaunt to find and maintain your center no matter what kind of chaos you're living in. Then we talk about her story of enduring infidelity when she found out that her husband was unfaithful to her for 15 years with five different women. And spoiler alert, they're still together. She shares how to develop self-trust in the face of your hardest moments. We talk about the intersection of being smart, sexy, and spiritual, and why we're uncomfortable with the intersection of these pieces of our identity. She shares about her own intersections of being a lawyer, a minister, and a burlesque dancer, which is fascinating and amazing. She talks about how flaunting ourselves helps take down the patriarchy and break free from objectification And she's going to tell you what is naked self-worth and how it is different and more powerful than traditional self-worth and confidence. This episode, this conversation is a treat and a joy, and you are going to love it. You're going to learn, you're going to love. And so please get ready to cozy up and listen in with Laura Cheadle. Laura, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so excited to have you here today. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So I want you to tell us a little bit more about the dynamics of your personal and professional life beyond your bio and what you're most excited about right now. And I know that we're in a time in history that like feeling excited about things is we sometimes don't give ourselves full permission. So you can also talk in that context if that's helpful to you. (laughs) Exactly. No, there are so many things, even in context of what's going on that I'm excited about because there are so many things in our world that we're starting to expose. I have always been about exposing that stuff. Mm. Yeah. You know, this is my bio and it's not my bio. 
the reason I went to law school was because I wanted to fight for the underdog and I wanted to change the world and I wanted to create justice. And I learned very quickly that within the system, it's really hard to create justice. It's really hard. And so much is going on right now where the world and the structures and the systems, they are falling apart. And there's just such a huge part of me that's like, yes, finally, we can let it all fall apart and we can rebuild how we want to rebuild it. Oh my gosh. I love this because I think that when we think about exposure and we think about things being exposed, I know for me and my gut, there's this like, oh gosh, like it's going to be hard and scary. And what if things go wrong? Or what if someone points out something awful about me or my vulnerabilities? And when we talk about it in the framework of the gifts of exposure and what the gifts that we're seeing right now around exposure, I mean, that's just a total reframe around all of it that I think gives us so much opportunity. Oh, absolutely. And another gift around exposure is once we choose to expose it, nobody can harm us with that again. Yes. Oh, you know? so, yes. I <laughs> talk about this. So I previously was a gym owner and for 15 years and I sold that business a few years ago. But one of the things I talked about in that business was as someone who grew up overweight and never worked out and felt so insecure about her body, when I started talking about that, it took power away from anyone else. Like no one else could be like, oh, but you were a fat kid. Because I was already telling everyone I was a fat kid. Like there wasn't. So I think when we expose ourselves and we share these things that we're most vulnerable about, that we're most potentially uncomfortable around, it gives us all the power and it takes it away from anyone else. And then that allows us to do something with it moving forward. Exactly. And that's why both personally and professionally right now, I feel like I'm in a really good, excited place because mm. I can drop my cover. I can let my guard down. And I can honestly say, I don't know what next week is going to hold. Yeah. None of us do. And that's really okay. Because really, even though we thought we could in the past, we never had any control anyway. <laughs> 100%. I've never been less certain about what I'm going to talk about next week. <laughs> I used to have this like whole system around like at the beginning of the month, record four episodes, have them lined up for the month and be done. Now I'm like, I don't feel like I can record an episode like four days in advance, let alone four weeks in advance, <laughs> which is fine. But I'm like, I really need to wait and see like where the world is at before I say anything about anything. <laughs> exactly. And it's kind of freeing. It's very freeing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it also creates a lot of space for us to grow and really own that like, I'm going to season of growing and learning and listening right now. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be an expert on everything. And in the past, I've definitely been in a place of like, let me tell you all the things I know about this or about that or about courage or whatever. And now I'm like, there's a whole lot of things I don't know. And I'm, <laughs> so I'm going to sit back and figure some things out and teach you as I'm learning. Yes. You hit the nail on the head with so many things that I'm about. As a former lawyer, I was all about doing, you know, mm -hmm. getting the degree, passing the bar in California, passing it in Colorado, getting the job, getting the clients, getting the house, getting the husband, getting the kids, getting the dog, get, you know, do, 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 do. And all of a sudden it was like, no, no, no. It's about being who I am. It's about being with my family, being with my friends, being on a hike, not doing a hike to get in shape, but being on a hike. Mm -hmm. And we are having that gift right now. People keep saying they're so bored. And it's like, I hear that. And 
how can you just be? What can you learn about yourself in a space of not doing? Because I guarantee you know yourself in a space of doing. Yeah. And there's a lot of distraction in that space of doing that I think is a little bit of like a layer of protection from actually listening inward. It allows us to really avoid listening to ourselves when we're constantly doing. Yes. Do I know that one? (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes listening is really hard. Like doing is way easier. (laughs) It is. It really is. So I know you have a system called Flaunt and I want you to talk, I don't know if you call it a system, so (laughs) correct me if I'm wrong, but you teach women the five steps of Flaunt and you lead women through this and allow them to reveal their smart, sexy, and spiritual selves. And so can you talk about, I know you have a book that also talks about Flaunt. So can you talk us through the book and the method that you use and the five steps of Flaunt and how you help women find and maintain their center, no matter what is going on around them, especially during a time like this? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. So many of us women have been trained to please. We Mm -hmm. seek to please our parents, our teachers, our our, you know, maybe clergy, our coaches, we're always in that seeking to please mode. We're always looking for that external validation. You know, the gold star, you're a really good mom. You are a great wife. Oh my gosh, if you lost weight, you look great. And we're very adept and we're very capable. So we can always, most always meet our need for approval by doing more. But that deadline is never like something that you get. You don't say, hey, I did it, and now I feel really good about myself and I've succeeded. There's always something more that we think we should be doing. And the reality is we can never get there. We can never really feel good about ourselves and feel like I have arrived and I know who I am and I am perfect. We never get there without what I call naked self-worth. And yeah, naked self-worth is that ability to know who you are. Yes, you can be doing mothering. You can be doing working. You can be doing spousing or good daughtering or whatever. You can do whatever it is that you do. But who are you underneath all of those labels, all of those roles, and all of your scripts? And until you know who you are, you have that naked self-worth, then you're always going to be hopping around, seeking to please, afraid of being judged. And how you get that naked self-worth is through the five steps of flaunt. And it's a practice that I encourage all women to do every day. And the F stands for find your fetish. And you've got a lot of moms listening to this podcast, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look at your kids when they play. They play because it's fun. They don't play to impress you. They don't play to get promoted to the third grade. They don't play for any other reason except that they enjoy it. And when they're bored with one game, they move to another game. And that's what our fetish is. It's that thing that we do just because we like it. And we need to find our fetish And to have that moment in our day, and it doesn't matter if it's two minutes or two hours, we need to find our fetish and allow ourselves that grace and that space to play every day. And when we do, it moves into that second step of flaunt, which is L, laugh out loud. Nothing goes the way it should. 
pretty much ever. (laughs) (laughs) Very true, especially right now. (laughs) Exactly. And no matter how perfectly we do it, things will fall apart. And it's always our choice to laugh about it or to be like, can you just do better on your spelling next week? (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it's finding the moments of laughter whether it's with yourself or your kids or your partner or traffic, finding that laughter every day to keep yourself elevated, to keep yourself in that state of fun fetish play, to keep yourself happy, because really it's about keeping yourself happy. Mm-hmm. Which moves to that next step, which is AU, and that's the golden center of flaunt. And that's accept unconditionally. Mm. We all have scripts in our head about the way life should be. You know, the fairy tale romance and the amazing kids and our perfect Instagram house and our incredible body and our energy level. And it's usually not the way that it is. And when we accept ourselves for who we are and the age we are at and with the families that we've got, then we have a realistic shot at either appreciating it and falling in love with the messy reality of life or being very realistic in the fact that, hey, maybe my husband is a narcissist and I am being abused and maybe my kids are on the spectrum and I need to get some real help for them. Mm -hmm. And maybe I am drinking too much and I got to tackle this. It's only when we accept unconditionally will we even have a shot at figuring out what it is we really need to do. Not what we think we maybe should do. Oh yeah. (laughs) And so hard. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're anything like me, I can see the truth in my girlfriends. I can Mm. see the truth in my partner. I can see the truth in my kids, but it's really hard to see it in me sometimes. Yeah. I think especially when we, women who are in, you know, in being in the space of leadership and personal development and where we're teaching these things, it can be easy or, uh, difficult to see ourselves outside of what we're teaching and yes. <laughs> see our own holes and yes. blind spots. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's what feeds right into that whole concept of why I call it naked self-worth. Mm. You know, we have to see the truth of who we are naked. It can be physically naked but it's also emotionally naked. You know, where do I have daddy issues? Where do I have money issues? Where do I have seeing yourself naked really is empowering. Yeah. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted? And Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. 
So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune in, tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. And that moves to the final two steps of flaunt. The N is navigate the negative. There's so much that happens in our life. And while I don't believe that there's really anything inherently positive or negative, I think it's just the spin we give things. Mm. Yeah. Things happen. How are we going to navigate it? The example that I like to use is an iceberg. If you're on the Titanic, an iceberg is really bad. If you're on an Alaskan cruise where you're going out to see the whales and the icebergs, an iceberg is really good. There's nothing good or bad about things that happen to us. It's first, how we view them, and then second, how we choose to navigate around them. Do we give ourselves enough time to steer out of the way? Do we go left? Do we go right? Can we go over? Can we reverse? Can we go under? It's not a smashing into crashing and sinking place. It's a place to figure out how we can best navigate. And you need to know how to accept unconditionally before you can yeah. <laughs> yeah, how to navigate. Otherwise, you're just lying to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And that all leads to the T, which is trusting in your truth. You know your kids better than anyone. You know your partner, your body, your relationship to other people better than anybody. Yet so often we seek to please somebody else and we do things that don't really feel good to us because somebody told us we should and we do and then things fall apart and then we're resentful or then we feel victimized and then we're passive or aggressive and all of this stuff happens from just not trusting in our truth. Because even if we make a mistake, at least we know, hey, I did what I thought was right. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. These are so good. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I love this. And I think that, I mean, I feel like I just had a bunch of ahas and I know people listening had a bunch of ahas around, I think, especially around looking at things objectively, because I think that creates, you know, when you 
pointed out that things aren't necessarily negative or positive, that it's just our, the story we write around things that makes them one way or the other. That creates space for us to accept unconditionally without self-judgment. And I think that that's where we get so tripped up is that we create in our minds and because of how we've been conditioned and raised and a million other things, we put things into boxes as good or bad, positive or negative. And then we are so critical and judgmental and things are very conditional. Yes. And we get ourselves in a lot of trouble that way. Oh, yes, we do. (laughs) And we strip ourselves of a lot of joy also. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. So can you talk a little bit about, so this system, is this something that you came up with through your own life experiences or is this through watching other people's life experiences and other women's stories that you were able to put these pieces all together? Because It's a compilation of both. I went through, as so many different (laughs) women do, so many different places in my life where I lost my sense of self. When I first graduated from law school and I was going to be, you know, this corporate power attorney, I lost myself and I found myself. You know, in high school, there was a time I lost myself. There was a time in college I lost myself. And then definitely having kids and becoming a mom full time, mm-hmm. I lost myself again. Yeah. So I've been through it a lot. And these were the things that helped got me out. And also when I retired from the practice of law, I went back to school and became a hypnotherapist and started seeing clients one-on-one. And these were the same steps that I would walk them through whenever their lives had fallen apart. And they were just like, I hate myself. I hate my life. And without fail, these were the steps that would help people reclaim themselves and rebuild their lives and their identities. Mm, I love it. So you have your own podcast and is the name of your podcast Flaunt? Yes. It's called Flaunt, Build Your Dreams, Live Your Sparkle. Oh, I love it. So I listened to an episode recently and the reason it was on my radar is because my friend Alexia Vernon shared it. And Alexia has been on this show and I got to meet her in person. I say friend, it's funny the way we classify friends. I'm like, well, I met her once in person. So we're very good (laughs) friends. (laughs) I interviewed her for my show and we had a great connection and then we were able to meet at a live event when that was still a thing. And we had an even better connection in person. And so anyway, she shared your story recently. And then I put together like, oh my gosh, I'm interviewing this woman and all these things. So anyway, she did an interview with you on your show, which was a flipping of the scripts for her to interview you on your show, talking specifically about your experience navigating infidelity. And it was a beautiful, amazing, really, really powerful and vulnerable interview. And I'm definitely going to link to it in the show notes so people can go listen, because I think it just pulls back the curtain on so many things around infidelity that all of us need to know more about. But can you talk a little bit about your story and then why you chose to talk about it publicly? And if you want to apply some of this flaunt framework to it, I'm also curious how that came into play, comes into play as you are navigating sharing that story. Yes, absolutely. And with that said, this will be such a summary version because things go so deep. We could be here six months. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely want people to go listen to the full interview with Alexia because they'll get a lot more detail there. And I think you just touch on so many crucial pieces of infidelity, but yes, give us the summary version. <laughs> exactly. The summary was, I was a really happy wife and mom. And I really did think that I had the perfect family, the perfect relationship. There were problems, but I was, of course, but I was always really happy with things. And then I found out that my husband of 23 years at the time had spent 15 of those years having affairs, not pretty nonstop with five 
different women. And it devastated me to a level I can't even express because I didn't know that there was that deep of a level of devastation. And it made me think that nothing was true in my life, like Mm -hmm. nothing. And I literally had no anchor point. And as I found out, I was in a tussle with my husband and I broke my toe. And we had talked at the beginning of the interview about busyness, you know, kind of gives us something to do that distracts us. Mm -hmm. With a broken foot, I had to sit there and process because I couldn't move. So I was really forced to do a lot of deep processing and experience a lot of intense pain, which in hindsight, I'm incredibly grateful for because it enabled me to, again, move through those five steps of flaunt, but to untangle myself and my worth and my story from him Mm. and his story and his reasons for having the affair, affair, he was a very abused child. He was only given very conditional love. And I came from a completely opposite world where I was unconditionally loved. His pain caused him to not want to fully attach to me, but to create this whole house of cards lifestyle where he was constantly feeding himself with women who reflected who he felt he was on the inside. Mm. So I can understand that and I can untangle myself from his childhood wounds, from his needs, from his inability to communicate. And it really enabled me, again, it's that accepting unconditionally to accept him and his choices as his and to accept myself and my trust and my belief in him and my innocence as mine and to see where those places intersected and where I could have learned more or done something differently and where I truly was not at fault. And it's been really hard to write my narrative and to hear his narrative and to see where that joint narrative has come. Yeah. But it was so empowering for me to learn how to have nothing but to still find myself, even though I was trusting and he betrayed me in the worst possible way, I could still walk. I could still breathe. I could still pull up a funny cat video online, as trivial as it sounds, but to bring myself a small dose of laughter. I could read and process and I could talk to people. It made me really realize all of the things that I could do in order to make myself feel a little bit better in that moment. I had to accept unconditionally that it happened. I couldn't go back and change the past. And once I really accepted that unconditionally and separated myself and my worth from him and his pain, then I could stand in my truth and ask myself, what kind of a future do you want, Laura? What do you deserve in your life? How do you deserve to be treated? 
how do you want your children to respond and to go forward from this? What do you want? Because you do hold all the cards and you can do this really well from a place of integrity, or you can do this really poorly. And if you do it really poorly, the only person you are going to hurt is yourself. And from that place of power, I was really able to get clear that I am an incredibly worthy person and I did really good things. And even though I was hurt really badly, it was still my life. And despite the fact that he did or she did or they did, and I didn't know, I could either revert into that victimhood or I could be like, yes, and mm-hmm. I am moving forward. And this is how I'm doing it because I am worth it. This episode is supported by Best Fiends. Oh my goodness. I think I told you the last time we had a sponsor spot for Best Fiends that now Vinny's playing Best Fiends and now it's family bonding. Family bonding over Best Fiends because it is such a fun game. And I love a game that involves like a little bit of strategy, but also is a little bit mindless. So you can like be kind of just zoning out and playing at the same time, but like also thinking through like, how am I going to do that? And for Vinny, it's actually like he finds the puzzle piece of it really motivating. So he loves the two of us working together to help solve how to beat the fiends. And we've had a ton of fun. This is now our new like Saturday morning activity. So Here's the thing. At certain moments, like when your kid somehow manages to smear chocolate cake on the ceiling and or the world and news are just overwhelming you and you just like, you know, you need to tap out for a minute. You just need a little bit of a break. You take that break. You go play Best Fiends or you have your kid. You sit down and you play Best Fiends and you clean up the, the chocolate on the ceiling later. You just go play Best Fiends and you enjoy decompressing a little bit and escaping the weight of the world and the weight of the chocolate frosting on the ceiling. And you do something that allows you to check out for just a minute, right? And like, we need this so badly right now. So I have been playing Best Fiends for quite a while now and loving it, but I'm also having fun watching Vinny learn it and helping him strategize. And I'm kind of relearning the lower levels of the game as we go through it and talking through like how to problem solve and how to manipulate puzzles in different ways. And it's been really fun for both of us to be creative and thoughtful and strategize together. I mean, what a better way to family bond, right? So Best Fiends is an awesome, can't put it down mobile puzzle game that's totally free to download. They have over 100 million downloads and this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must play. There's tons of levels. There's 5,000 levels and counting, and they're always adding new updates. So more levels and more variations to the levels. And there's like always something new every single time we go and play. And Vinny notices all the new things. He's like, oh my gosh, look at this cute little new character. He's like so in it all. So it's super fun, really cute. And it grows with you. So you never get bored. There's always another update, whether it's more levels or more fun in this game that is based on fan feedback. So they're always like listening to their fans and listening to the feedback and upgrading and updating the game. So if you need a fun puzzle-based game, go check out Best Fiends for free today. You can download it for free in the Apple App Store or on Google Play. That's Best Fiends. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. So powerful. And I want to go back to where you talk about breaking your toe. And one of the things you talked about in your interview with Alexia was that you broke your toe and you were, had to be off your feet for 
a while as that healed and that you're someone who processes through movement. And so through dancing and exercising, and I think you mentioned running and weightlifting, like all these things. And I'm very similar. And I was like, oh, I would be like, (laughs) absolutely. Especially when you're going through the most challenging emotional thing you've ever gone through. Like I'm constantly saying like motion processes emotion. So if you're having a hard time emotionally, you have to get moving and go for a walk or a run or whatever. Like this is my life's journey is to use movement to process emotion. So when I heard this part of the story, I was like, oh my gosh, like the layer added of like having to just sit and be so quiet with your thoughts sounds absolutely terrifying to me. And I also think that we're seeing this right now on a different scale with COVID and with this cultural revolution around Black Lives Matter, where we are being forced to be quiet and solitary in different ways that we haven't been forced to be before. And it is really uncomfortable and really painful and overwhelming. And we're panicking about doing it wrong. And we're having to listen and find this sense of trust and self-trust and define for ourselves what is true. And it's all really hard and uncomfortable. And I can see in listening to your story, when I listened to your full interview, I could see how you got to this point of really recognizing that a whole bunch of people are going to hear this story that, well, this guy went out and over the course of 15 years had affairs with five different people and his wife chose to stay with him. What does that say about her? And for you to be able to look at it and be like, yes, that is all true. Like accept unconditionally. Yes, that is all true. And it's not positive or negative. It's just what is true. And that doesn't define your worth. And I think that that is just an incredible piece of the story that you were able to take something that was incredibly personal and vulnerable and overwhelming and look at it through this objective lens, not denying your own experience or bypassing your pain, but to look at it from both sides and recognize what the truth really is and how you can each stand in your truth and still move forward in a place of trust. Right. And it's incredibly difficult. You know, it sounds sometimes in hindsight, oh, and I moved through it and I grieved and it was great. I checked the box, grieving done. (laughs) Right. It was so deep and so hard and so painful. But at the same time, since it was so confusing and it made no sense, you know, perhaps it's the lawyer in me, perhaps it's the mom in me, you know, what is this really about? What's going on? Because this doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And it really was my sense of curiosity that led me down this whole path of what is going on instead of, I hate you and I'm going to kill you and I'm going to kill her and I'm going to, you know, instead of getting into that place, it was a what and why and how. And of course, there were so many times where I'd be like, it's me, it's all me. And then I was able to step back and be like, no, it's not me. I am a great wife. I think we have great chemistry. I think I'm attractive. I've done, quote, done it right. So what is wrong? Because how many of the listeners out there have had that experience where they do everything right and it doesn't work out? You know, you count all your calories and you still don't lose weight. (laughs) You know, you get the degree and you don't get the job. We had talked about infidelity. You do all the right things and you start, not infidelity, you know, not being able to conceive infertility. infertility. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You do all the right things and you still can't conceive. Right. There's so many things that we do right and we get the wrong result and it's not 
us. Mm-hmm. And we always move into that guilt and that shame. And I could have done better. I could have tried harder. I could have ran more, eaten less, t- tested my temperature, whatever it is. And it's not us. Yeah. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with EarnIn. EarnIn is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com 
slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. How did your sense of truth shift going through this experience, going through infidelity? And and maybe it's been shifting, you know, because you talk about like having to go through this process of applying flaunt to your own life over the course of your adulthood. But how is your sense of truth and your trust in your own truth shifted over time? It has increased exponentially. With every trauma that I have faced, the first thing that happens, and this is typical of me and of the women that I've worked with, the initial trauma happens. And the first thing we do is we lose trust in ourselves. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. It's because I couldn't do this. It's because I have 10 extra pounds on my body. I mean, we will use any excuse and it's kind of funny, but we lose complete trust in ourselves first. And then when we're able to start self-reflecting, start breathing, start reminding ourselves of who we are and getting back into our bodies and into our hearts, then our truth and our ability to trust in our truth really increases because we're like, yes, I did know that and I did do it right. And I do objectively see where I was making myself a martyr or where (laughs) I was not being true to myself. And that is my choice. And I was seeking external validation. And now I know. Yeah. Can you talk more about the martyr piece? Because I think this is rampant in mothers and women. And I would like us to stop being martyrs. (laughs) So can you talk more about that piece? Absolutely. It goes deep. And that's why it's rampant in mothers and women. The whole system, the whole patriarchal system is really structured around women being compliant, which means women seeking approval from other people. We want our mom to approve of us. We want our dad to approve of us. And how many of us didn't have fathers that approved of us? Raising hand right here. (laughs) (laughs) Because men, and again, this is a pain point in men, they were raised not to be around kids, not to be nurturing. That's women's work. Men were trained to keep away. Women are trained to seek approval from men. Hello, Mm -hmm. it hurts both of us. (laughs) Right, right. So we spend our whole lives then entering the workforce. Women have not been in the workforce historically. So we're always still proving our worth there. I'm a woman, I can do it. Even though I have kids, I can do it. So we're proving our worth at work. We're proving our worth at home. We're seeking men's approval. We're seeking society's approval. We're seeking, we're always seeking to prove ourselves. And we can. I mean, that's the kind of insidious part. We can. No matter how high we set the bar, we can leap over it. But then we keep setting the bar higher and Mm -hmm. higher. And at some point, we've got to stop because that's what makes us martyrs. That's what makes us victims. We are victimizing ourselves. We are martyring ourselves because we think a good woman does this. A good woman sacrifices for her kids. A good mom does it all. A good wife does this. And that belief is so hard to break out of. And trust me, I have it too. (laughs) 
We mm-hmm. all do. <laughs> we just do. Challenge yourself. Where does that belief come from? Right. And is it true for me now? Mm, such a good question. Yeah. Such a powerful question. So we're talking, I think a lot of this really speaks to identity and what we, you know, parts of our identity that sometimes we embrace, parts that we don't embrace, parts that we aren't even conscientious of, but we can become more conscientious of. And I think women who are, you know, doing work in personal development have all these aha moments around different aspects of their identity and, you know, wanting to drop being the martyr and wanting to build more self-trust and, you know, learning to accept unconditionally and be more objective and all these things. So can you talk about identity as it relates to being smart, sexy, and spiritual? Because I know that you talk about this a lot. And I think that these are three pieces of our identity that women, all three of them, I think can be a struggle. And when you put them all together, there's actually like some tension around the three of them being together. So can you speak to that a little bit? Yes. I love it (laughs) because (laughs) you're absolutely right. These are the three things. We all want to be smart and capable. We all want to be connected to source, you know, whether it's God, universe, we all want that magical spiritual peace. And I don't care who you are. We all want to feel beautiful. We all want to be chosen and desired and gorgeous in our own skin. We all want to wear what we want and feel comfortable. We all want to walk into a room and not think about holding our stomach in or lifting our you know, boobs one way or the other. We just want to be comfortable. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Think about like this. The more we segment our own selves and our own identities and only show people one piece of who we are, the more we train them to view us as one dimensional. And there's a difference between being appropriate. I'm all about being appropriate, but being appropriate and open. I dance burlesque. I am a lawyer. I am an ordained minister and I dance burlesque. I'm loving this, but can you tell people what burlesque dancing is so that they all know? Because yes, it's the opposite of being a lawyer. (laughs) It is. is. Many people think it's stripping. It's actually not. It is strip tease. It comes from the vaudeville type era. Burla is the root word of burlesque, and it means mockery or parody. Mm -hmm. And it moves us into our taboos. If you think about breastfeeding in public. That's like a taboo topic. Oh my gosh, we can't do that. That's, oh, it's embarrassing. Get your shawl. You've got to cover it up. We don't want to see that. That's really what breasts are for, but we still don't want to see it. But at the same time, woohoo, you know, the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Yes. Great sex in the Outlander series. We all want to see it, but not when it's a nursing baby. Okay. That's a weird dichotomy. That doesn't make sense. It's taboo here, but it's not taboo there. And that's what a burlesque is. A burlesque takes that taboo and it moves you into it and exposes the hypocritical nature of things. And the reason clothing is removed in burlesque is the female body has always been something that is a little dangerous. It's a little feared. We don't want to see it. We don't want to show it. We corset it into things. We put big bustles on. We change the form of the body with the clothing externally, and nobody knows what it looks like underneath. And that's what burlesque is. It's the peeling off of those layers to show what is real. 
It's not about having a size two body of perfect proportions. It's about showing all bodies, Mm -hmm. all ages, all sizes, all forms. So yes, I get up on stage as a 51-year-old mom of two and lawyer and minister, and I take my clothes off down to pasties and panties (laughs) because it is my choice and my revelation that this is me and these are my stretch marks and this is my fat pad (laughs) and this is my cellulite and I dare to be beautiful and I dare to be smart and I dare to be very spiritually connected while at the same time being who I am. And it gives me my power back because nobody can threaten me anymore or judge me because their judgment doesn't matter to me because I'm so comfortable with my fat and my cellulite and my pale skin and my broken blood vessels that I can show it to you (laughs) and it doesn't hurt me. And I'm not encouraging all women to get up on stage and take their clothes off. But what I am encouraging is this emotional burlesque. What are you wearing to keep yourself protected every day? Can you strip out of these stories, these, you know, the pretenses? Can you strip out of knowing it all? Can you strip out of what? Being the perfect wife, being the perfect mom, strip out of it and show yourself for who you are because that is where your power lies. That is your naked self-worth, your ability to stand in your raw truth, messy and glorious, and be okay. And that's why it's important to marry that smart, that sexy, and that spiritual, because a woman who's too smart, ooh, she's got a chip on her shoulder, and and she's, you know, a feminist witch, and she's blah, blah, blah. Uh Uh-uh. I can be as smart as I want to be. And then a sexy woman, ooh, she's going to get raped. She's asking for it. She's easy. She's not a good mom if she looks like that. What she's teaching her kids. Hey, she's teaching her kids that she can own her power and that women are multidimensional. Same thing with spiritual. You're not this woo-woo, simpy, you know, on your knees, subjugated woman. You can own your power, your way, and not be burned at the stake for it. And those are the three areas that women are judged on the most. And those are the three areas that we need to take back on our terms the most. Oh my gosh. I love this. So powerful. So how does the idea, and like you just incorporated so much around into this around burlesque and this idea of flaunting yourself, how does this ultimately help us take down the patriarchy and break women free from objectification, which might be the opposite of what people are thinking when they imagine a woman on stage taking off her clothes and empower moms to create their own best lives. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It breaks us free because we are telling our partners, our kids, those that we work with, I am more than what I see. Women are stereotyped all the time, dumb blonde, you know, fat and lazy. Think about all the stereotypes that are around a woman. And we are saying, no, I'm not, or yes, I am. (laughs) And I'm fine with that. So it, again, it takes the power out of the other person's hands and it returns it to us. So then we can say, I am this. 
I am blonde and I am brilliant, but I don't know this, that, and the other thing because my area of expertise is over here, not over there. So fine, call me dumb over there. I own that I don't understand that piece, but look at what I do own. Mm -hmm. So systematically, when we are pretending that we're somebody we're not, we are reinforcing the patriarchy's idea that that's who we are. It's like when you have kids and you re- they say, reward the good behavior and ignore the bad. Some of it is just kind of ignoring the bad. No, I don't accept that judgment. Here's who I am. And that's why it systematically starts taking down the patriarchy. And you can only objectify somebody if they're willing to be objectified. Exactly. I'm not willing to be objectified. If you haven't seen my body, that's fine. I don't really care. You can cat call me all you want. I don't really care because it doesn't change who I am. And I'm not going to run from you and I'm not going to hide. And I'm not going to engage in this power struggle with you. But I will look at you and I will comment honestly on that because I'm in my power and you can't threaten me. And I'm okay with everything that is, and I lean into what I want as opposed to what you are telling me I need to respond to. Yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. So good. Can you tell us, I mean, while we're talking about stripping down and and (laughs) all the fun stuff, all the stuff. So tell us what is, and you've mentioned this earlier, what is naked self-worth and how does it differ from kind of what we already know about self-worth or self-confidence? Yes, absolutely. Self-confidence is being good at a skill. We're confident that we can cook pasta. We're confident Mm -hmm. that we can drive a car. Confidence is just a learned skill and it's great and it's good to have it, but As we're learning new things in life, we're going to be not confident because we're always learning things. Self-worth is a little bit higher. It is knowing that you're a good person. It's knowing that you are worthy of living and breathing and having a job and having a happy relationship. Naked self-worth is even more though. It's knowing that I can be 87 and totally out of shape and have wrinkles all over and have no job and no kids left at home, and no mission in life, and I can still be as worthy as I was at home, raising kids with a hot body at 40, and the perfect career, and the perfect partner. It's being, having that self-worth with nothing attached to it. So many women conflate their worth with their job title, or their status as a mom, or a partner. And naked self-worth is with nothing at Mm. any age, at any size, with any car (laughs) or no car, with nothing. Oh my gosh. So powerful. And I'm imagining people, some of the moms listening, some of the women listening, that sounds scary to like, to be able to own that, like talk about trusting your truth, (laughs) to shed yourself of external appearances in terms of career or houses or cars or, you know, your pictures on Instagram and to shed yourself of all of that and firmly stand in the mindset that you are worthy of just as much without any of it is that's big. 
It is big. And it's not about having more, but when you own it, you start receiving more because I call it your sparkle, you know, your inner sparkle. I sparkle all the time because I have my naked self-worth. I'm really happy. And then I do attract more people. And then I have a better relationship with, you know, my kids, my parents, my partner, because I own it and I'm not asking anything of anybody. Everybody knows where they stand with me and I'm far more successful and I'm so much happier than neurotically chasing around trying to seek approval from people because that puts pressure on other people if they have to fill you up all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, Laura, this has been so good. I want to keep going, but I have to be respectful of your time and my next interview and all those <laughs> things. So thank you. Thank you. And can you tell us my ending question that everyone gets before I ask where you want people to go and find you and connect with you? I want you to tell us how you're currently showing up as a shameless mom. Oh, <laughs> I am shameless in so Aside many Aside from dancing on stage with little to no clothes on. <laughs> no, my kids are in college right now. So how I am showing up as a shameless mom right now is I am really moving them into their own power by pulling myself back and being intentionally a little bit less available for some of the small things so they can start stepping into their own power in a bigger way. And nice. sometimes it feels like, oh, I'm not responding. And I feel a little shameless not going in and fixing everything. Yes. Oh, that's going to be so hard for me. I already know. (laughs) Yep. But that's how I'm being shameless, by letting them own their problems. Oh, I love it. So good. So good. And I don't think we've ever had that answer before, which I, and I think it's a really good one. Cause I think like a bunch of us who have younger children are like, Oh, I know I'm going to have to do that someday. And that sounds like we want to be needed. Right. I joked when my son was really little that I just wanted to create a codependent child who like always needed me (laughs) and always wanted me to live with him. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) He's gotten a little sassier in the last year or so. So I'm okay with a little bit of distance now. (laughs) Uh, Oh my gosh, Laura, you're amazing and what you're teaching is amazing. And I so appreciate you sharing your work, but also sharing your story and especially the vulnerable parts around the hard parts of your story around infidelity and everything that came with that. Oh, I'm so grateful for you being here. Can you tell people where they can reach out, find you, connect with you and get all your good stuff? Absolutely. If you go to nakedselfworth.com, you can download the top 20 things that block your sparkle and what to do about them. So nakedselfworth.com. You can also find me across all social media. I hang out the most in my Flaunt Flock Facebook group. So reach out to me, Flaunt Flock on Facebook or nakedselfworth.com. Awesome. Okay. So we'll have that all linked up in the show notes and people can click through. So just go to shamelessmom.com, click on the episode with Laura Cheadle. That's L-O-R-A. And people can find all the links of everything mentioned. Laura, you're amazing. I'm so delighted to be connected. Now I'm going to tell people that I'm friends with you and Alexia Vernon. So we're saying, yeah, we're friends. <laughs> you're, you're my new bestie in case you didn't know. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love yes. it. I love it. The feeling is mutual. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your story. Like I said, just really grateful and very honored. Thank you. Before you get on your way for the day, don't forget to pop on over to shamelessmom.com slash gratitude to get signed up for our totally free five-day gratitude and abundance challenge. You don't want to miss this. I promise you need more gratitude and abundance in your life, and this is totally free. So go to shamelessmom.com slash gratitude to join us. 
Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.